Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 169. I mean, uh, my, my advice would be just go for it. Whatever you're working on, whatever you're thinking about doing, just go for it. Just try it. And there's so many people that are just stuck in that analysis paralysis. Just go for it. Whatever you're working on. If you're building a car, thinking about building a car, just go for it. If you're thinking about starting a business, go for it. Just do it. If you're thinking about pulling the trigger and buying that car, buy it. You know, just do it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm so excited to introduce a very special guest, Jimbo Balaam. Jimbo, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You know, Mark, not only, actually right now I'm not buckled up. I am doing this interview from a car, but I'm not buckled up, but don't worry. I am, figuratively speaking, buckled up and ready to roll. All right, good. Good for you. Jim, I appreciate that. Jimbo Balaam is the owner and operator of Jimbo's Auto Detailing in Southern California. Over the past seven years, he successfully built his business by providing his clients with exacting care and attention for their special vehicles. When he started his business, he found plenty of online information about detailing, but very little about how to run a proper detailing business. Those skills he learned through a lot of hard work and hard effort. In addition to his detailing, Jimbo created the Auto Detailing Podcast, a podcast where he interviews successful detailers and business owners, along with providing product information for other professionals in his field of automotive care. So Jimbo, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your business, your interests, and your passion for automobiles? Sure, I'd love to. And and Mark, thank you for having me on the show. I'm I'm pretty excited to be on here. All right. You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, I'm 26. I'm married. I have two kids. And like like you said in the intro, I live in Southern California, you know, the car mecca uh, of of the world. I grew up there. Yeah, so you know all about it. But it's interesting because unlike a lot of other guys, I wasn't really born into a car family. Obviously, we had cars, and I had a uh, a distant uncle that kind of rebuilt old uh, Fords and stuff like that. But in my household, there was never really 
anything about, uh, we didn't, no one really cared about cars that much. And it wasn't until I got a little bit older, you know, I'm sure we'll dive into it later in the interview, but I kind of started to get this whole thought about cars and, and they kind of intrigued me and I wasn't sure. And so I, it's kind of been a, a journey on my own that, to kind of explore cars and find out my passion for cars. And oddly enough, though, the girl I married, Heather is her name, her family is all about cars. Her oh. dad restores all Volkswagens. And so um, that kind of just even fueled the fire even more. Yeah. Um, and kind of they're the ones that even pushed me to start uh, Jumbo's Auto Detailing. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Well, that's wonderful. And you're very lucky to marry into a family that has shares the passion that you have with cars. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. And this is something that's been instrumental in forming your life, your success, perhaps your career. But it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Jimbo, take the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's this was a hard question for me, you know, right off the bat, you know, because I'm a <laughs> quote freak. Oh, good. You know, I, I love quotes. My wife makes fun of me all the time because she'll say something and, and I'll rattle off a quote, you know. But the, the quote that I really love that I think is so applicable to so many aspects of our lives is the key to getting ahead is to get started. Now, Uh, I don't know who said it, so (laughs) I'm sorry about that, but the key to getting ahead is to get started. I love it. I love it. How have you incorporated that quote into your business and in your life and your passion for cars? You know, it's that quote just rings true because you know, fear is, you know, after you have a good thought, the second thought you have is usually fear, right? So mm-hmm. if we're applying it to business and cars, you know, I think, hey, I want to start this auto detailing business. And it sounds like a great idea. And then the next thought I have is, I don't know anything about detailing cars. And, and then you go online and you look at all these guys that have been de- detailing cars for years and years and years. And you're like, man, I'm never going to get to that level. Or, or you know, how am I ever going to get ahead of these guys? And yet, Time after time, I fall back on that quote. If I want to get ahead, I just got to get started. When it came to starting the auto detailing podcast, it's like, well, who am I? I'm this nobody mobile detailer from Southern California that has no connections, no ins, no nothing. Who am I to start the auto detailing podcast? But it's like, hey, if I want to get ahead, if I want to, you know, make a name for myself, I just got to get started. Well, it's a wonderful quote for entrepreneurs like yourself and for me, and it, it, brings up thoughts of uh, every journey begins with one step and yep. a little bit of that poser syndrome. And I may be saying that incorrectly, but all of this imposter, imposter syndrome, that's much better. <laughs> yes, that imposter syndrome comes to mind because we all feel that way when we start a business. We want to be professional. We want to be good. But everybody's got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And, and you just have to do it. It's the old Nike. Just do it. Just start doing it. It's the same with podcasting when I began. I had no knowledge of podcasting, didn't know how to operate the equipment, do any of that. It just have to start doing it. So uh, fantastic. I love that. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You said you grew up in a family that wasn't really into cars, and my family was similar in many ways. Would you tell me that pivotal moment, as you remember in your life, when you really knew you were a car guy? You know, Mark, this, this is, uh, I, I remember the, I don't, the only thing I don't remember is the exact time, mm-hmm. but I remember exactly where I was. I was in my dad, I was in the passenger seat of my dad's black 1996 
Chevy Tahoe. I was in seventh uh, or eighth grade. Right, he was taking me to school. We're behind the school bus, and and then off to the right, a really nice. I don't remember the car either. So I guess as I get older, the details fade away. But really nice car passed us, and it was super clean. The tires were just slick, you know, black. Just it's a beautiful car, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sitting in my dad's Tahoe that. Well, wasn't very kept up. It was black, <laughs> had scratches all over the place, trash on the floor, wasn't very kept up. And I remember having the thought that I may not be able to ever afford a very, very nice car. But even if you can't afford a luxury car or a high-end car, why couldn't you keep your car clean? <laughs> and, and it kind of didn't make sense to me. Like, you know, this Chevy Tahoe isn't that nice but it's very dirty, which isn't helping it either. And at that moment, driving to school, I thought to myself, man, maybe not am I a car guy, but it just kind of, the ball began to roll that, you know what, I'm going to always take care of my car. My car's always going to be clean because if I never have the best car, I'm going to always have the cleanest car. (laughs) And that is my earliest memory of really kind of the, the wheel starting to roll about, you know, maybe I am a car guy. Yeah, I think so. I'm sitting here smiling because I am known amongst all of my friends and family as the car clean, neat freak. And (laughs) when I moved from Southern California up here to the Pacific Northwest, the rain was a huge challenge for me. And my neighbors have seen me many, many times washing my cars out in the driveway (laughs) with the rain pouring down. And so I just can't stand it. I'll go out in the garage and clean the cars if it's snowing outside, even though I'm going to drive them the next oh, yeah. day because they have to be clean. So I share your affliction, my friend. <laughs> you know you know what's funny about that is I call it a sickness, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I'm the same way. It, you know, I, my wife laughs because, well, everyone in my family laughs because they're not really car people and they don't understand. But if we're going to go to dinner or uh, we're going to go on a road trip somewhere, Everyone's like, hey, are the bags packed? Where, where, where's Jimbo? Where's Dad at? He's out cleaning the car. Why are you cleaning the car? It's going to get dirty on the road trip. I said, can't be seen on the road with a dirty car. Yep, are you yep. kidding me? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we could talk about this illness forever, so I'm going to move forward here, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just laughing. I found, found a friend who understands. So I love it. So, Jimbo, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your career. It could be in your life, but the most important part of this question is how you overcame that and what you learned from it. You know, I think it goes back to the the fear of starting something, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember those those emotions and those feelings of, of starting uh, not only Jimbo's auto detailing, but also the auto detailing podcast. And just, you know, the thoughts that are completely normal that we have is, well, what if I mess up someone's car? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I charge too much? What if I charge too little? And all these things that can really paralyze you in your journey. And and even now today, uh, you know, how do I want to grow these companies? And you get, I, I would say, one of the biggest failure points other than almost not starting at all, is just these points that I continually get stuck in. Mm-hmm. And the best phrase I can, can put it is I just feel like I'm completely paralyzed because I'm not making a decision one way or the other. Sure. I guess if you want a specific story or a specific time, it would be as of late. I'm trying to really grow and expand my detailing business. Do I want to continue being mobile or do I want to grow and have a fixed location shop? 
And, you know, there's so many pros and cons either way, but you can get stuck, and I can get stuck in that paralyzed state for so long of indecision, and then you end up doing nothing. How in the past that you, when you have moved forward, what have you done to get past that point? I repeat, the key to getting ahead is to get started four million times. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I just, I get to a point where I get so frustrated of, indecision that I, I literally just make a decision mm-hmm. and it's like, look, I'm just going to make a decision, whatever that may be. And I'll deal with whatever comes along with that decision, yep. you know, and, Commit. and it's worked out pretty well. Yep. The old shoulda, coulda, woulda never works. You just have exactly. to just have to commit. Let's shift gears here, Jimbo, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those aha moments that you had in your career, your business, that time when you thought, you know what, I think this might make us make it, and tell us the steps that you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Sure. Well, uh, fast forward a few years from that car ride with my dad. I'm out of high school, going to uh, just a local junior college, hating every class every morning I had to wake up because I knew, I always knew that I wanted to own my own business, but I never quite knew what it would be. Mm -hmm. And so the most logical thing after high school was to go to college. So that's what I did. And it was weird. I found out I got so much motivation from being in these college courses, not to do good in school, but to do entrepreneurial adventures, Mm. (laughs) which uh, (laughs) didn't didn't really work out too good for school. But I I had a buddy and he liked to take care of his car and keep it really clean. And, and so we kind of started discussing product and washing our cars together and stuff like that. And, and I was also at night working at a restaurant. And I, I was just thinking one day in class and then one night at work, you know, this whole car cleaning thing, I wonder if I could like, maybe this is my business. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is, I could turn this into a business. So I went up to uh, one of the managers because I figured they have some money and they have cars. And I said, hey, guys, um, I started detailing cars on the side. If anyone would like their car detailed, let me know. And uh, one of the managers right away was like, me, when can you do it? And <laughs> there I'm like, you go. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of my aha moment of like, whoa, this idea can really be a business. This sure. is crazy. Yeah. Has some merit. <laughs> you just had yeah. to, uh, yeah. Just, like you were talking about before, you just had to take that step and just do it, put it out there. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. You know, I su- suspect you've had many proud moments in your career. Is there one in particular that really stands out for you? Uh, my my proudest moment, uh, as far as my business, there's a lot. When I got my first trailer, and then I got my first client, and my first weekly client. But, you know, I, down at, in my heart, I'm a family guy. So, like I told you in the intro, recently had our second kid. And probably yeah, my awesome. most proud moment is my wife not having to go back to work. Mm doesn't mean things aren't a struggle <laughs> and, oh, yes. and money's not tight. Been there, done you know, that. But yeah, but you know, to start with literally zero clients or one, I guess if you count my manager that I did her car, but you know, literally starting something from nothing and actually turning it into a viable business. And then not only something that supports me, but then my wife and eventually, you know, a dog and then, <laughs> and then two kids, yep. you know, I, that's, a pretty good accomplishment for me. Oh, it's it's that. absolutely fantastic. I commend you for that. My wife, Jill, and I decided to go down that right. She quit a very lucrative career to stay home and raise our children. It was a struggle financially, but worth every penny. Oh, yeah. So do what you can to uh, 
keep that up because your kids will benefit from it uh, greatly. Uh, definitely, and already see the benefits of that. And our oldest is two and a half. But yeah, oh, okay, you got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah. Mine are out of college and one's in college, so I'm way ahead of you there. Oh, wow. But yeah, wow. Let's have a little bit of fun here, and I'm going to ask this two ways if you want me to. Uh, what is your first really special car? And if you want to tell me about a car you've owned, that's great. Or the first really special car that you detailed. Well, none of the cars that I've owned as to yet are very exciting. So I will go with, how about a a little dealership that I first got? And I got it through my father-in-law. He had a Porsche 911 in 85, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was taking it down to a place in Newport Beach, which I think you're, did you grow up in Newport or that area, right? No, I actually grew up in La Jolla, a little further south towards San Diego. A little further south, okay. But up in uh, up in Newport, he was driving his Porsche down Pacific Coast Highway and stopped into this little boutique-style dealership, and uh, he needed something done for his car, something like that. And he noticed all the cars were filthy dirty, and they specialized in uh, Porsche 356s. And he, t- he told the guy, you know, man, all these cars are filthy. You need a detailer. Here's my son-in-law. You know, and uh, up until that point, I had done zero old cars. It was mainly just daily drivers. Yeah. And then I successfully landed, they actually had two locations, and I landed both of their locations, you know, doing just crazy cars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys, Rolls Royces, Jaguars, 356, all unreal cars. Yeah, fantastic. uh, you know, that was quite an opportunity you oh, know, for yeah. a young, very, very inexperienced detailer. Yeah. Definitely. Bang. Boom. Big client. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll skip the next question. I usually ask about seller's remorse, if there's a vehicle that you've sold that you wish you could have back. <laughs> Not yet, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I did have a 2005 Toyota Tundra, uh-huh. and there was just something about that car. Nothing real special. If anyone saw it, it just looks like a normal truck, you know. But I had a shell on it, and I had that thing. It, it was kind of my my uh, canvas, if you will, to try detailing products and and kind of my tester, mm-hmm. you know. And I tested a lot of products on that car, and and I had all the windows tinted like I liked it, and it was real sleek looking and clean and nice. I still have never seen anything quite like it on the road. Mm-hmm. I sold that to buy a Chevy Express van, and I did it for the business mm-hmm. to kind of elevate and grow the business a little bit more. So sure. if I had a little, I still think about that car, even <laughs> though it wasn't special at all, as far as, you know, it wasn't a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or Porsche or anything like that. Sure. But it was special to me, you know. Oh, good. Well. Fantastic. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? It's the introduction of car coding for the detailing industry. I guess this question, I'd have two answers. It's it's coatings for the auto detailing industry and what that is going to open up for not only me personally in my business, but also other detailers. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a huge profit center for guys to to not only start making some serious money, but also to differentiate themselves from the lower quality detailers, I guess, or the soap and bucket guys. Yes. Because especially where I'm at, there's a ton of that. Yeah. There's about 4 million mobile detailers in my city alone. (laughs) My Um, gosh. (laughs) But also, you know, my uh, passion project, I guess, right now would be the auto detailing podcast. Yeah. And, you know, bringing bringing on other detailers that are really killing it 
in the industry and, and really innovative guys. And, and the feedback I've just been getting from the detailers on the ground has just been huge. So, yeah, both those things. Fantastic. Sounds exciting. It's a new area that I don't have a lot of experience in, although I worked for many years in developing car care products for the mm-hmm. last company I was part of. So I'm excited to learn about it as well. I had Mike Cardenas, another detailer on Cars, yeah, yeah a couple months ago, and he talked about those coatings as well. So I'm very interested in, in those. We'll have to uh, find a way to get together and you show me how this all works and how you apply it and everything. Definitely. Now here's a funny question for you, Jimbo. If you were a car... What kind of car would you be and why? <laughs> oh, gosh. So one of my favorite cars, and I don't know why it's a favorite. And, and if there's other car guys listening, which obviously is your audience, they may be thinking, what the heck? This guy hasn't been talking about any high-end cars at all. But if I was a car, I'd be like a late 80s, early 90s, single-cap Toyota Tacoma. Okay. You know, I, and why is that? Just built tough. Mm-hmm. Last forever, run forever, and there's just something about those cars. I just see it, and I, I, for some reason, resonate with it. I'm like, I love that car. It doesn't. Most of them are are totally oxidized and rusted out and look like just complete garbage. But there's just something about that car. I'm like, yeah, I like that. That's just hey. me. <laughs> That's just Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jimbo, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars Yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, Jimbo, we're back, and we're entering the last lap. And you know what that means? The white flag is out. Time to get serious. And this is when I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and I'd like you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? It would be advice in general. The key to to getting ahead is to get started. Oh, and also automotive, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you hear a ticking noise from your car, get it fixed. (laughs) Absolutely. Or checked out at least. Yeah, at least. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? You know, I I go after everything. If it's a client that I want, if it's a toy that I want, I become borderline obsessive with it. And (laughs) especially if it's a, uh, you know, it kind of goes back to the days of when I was trying to get jobs as far as working for someone else, if I wanted a job, I became obsessed with it. And I can remember back, I worked at In-N-Out Burger. To work at In-N-Out, you usually need to know someone to get in or something like that. And I guess people living outside of the Western states never heard of In-N-Out, but it's very (laughs) difficult to get in as far as an employee. And I remember telling the manager that, oh, keep coming back, come back. And I'd gone back for like two months. I finally told him, I said, look, I really need a job here. I really want a job. I'm going to come back every single day until you hire me. <laughs> and I literally said that to him. And he was so stunned. He goes, all right, let's go for an interview right now. And I, and I ended up getting hired that day there. But you know, I just kind of take that same principle and that same approach into all aspects of my life. And sometimes it's not the best approach, but I just... Perseverance. I just persevere. Yep. That's, it. that's the way to do it. 
Do you have a resource that you would like to share with the Car Show listeners that you're really fond of? I know there's so many out there, but maybe just one, like a website, a blog, or a supplier, a person that you could refer? The Auto Detailing Podcast is the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than that, though, oh gosh, there are so many. One thing that I've been doing as of late, this is more of a personal thing, but I bought an app and it's called the 5-Minute Journal. Mm-hmm. And it takes literally less than five minutes, and you can do it morning and night, or pretty much whenever you want. But it just asks you stuff like, "What are you grateful for today? What made today great? How could today have gotten better?" And it just kind of makes you reflect on your day. And you know, as business owners, as I'm sure you know, we really do go through those, you know, highs and lows throughout the days and weeks and months. And it, I found that this app and and just kind of journaling in general kind of evens out those highs and lows. Sure. Yeah, so sure. I encourage anyone to check that out. Ah, sounds interesting. Sounds great. And how about a book? Could you share just one book with our listeners that you've read in the past that you think they should get their hands on? Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Oh, yes, the biography. Yes, that book. I don't know, maybe because it was so long, mm-hmm. I uh, listened to it on Audible or something like that, or the audiobook version. Yeah. But that book, just to kind of get inside of Steve Jobs' head, how he thought, his life, that book, it changed me. It was a very, very good book. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic book. Yep, my son read it, gave it to me to read, and uh, it's amazing. Very special guy. Well, you can find these links and these resources that Jimbo has shared with us at carsyeah.com slash Jimbo Balaam. And Jimbo's last name is B-A-L-A-A-M. And do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars, Jimbo? Uh, my family. I love hanging out with my kids, um, even though they're super young. I love hanging out with my wife. I love our, hanging out with our extended family, you know, dinners, barbecues. That's really my passion. It's the most important thing for sure. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the checkered flag. So, Jimbo, this last question can be a real challenge for some people. I like to call it a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something that you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, but money's no object, so I'll buy you whatever you would like. What would that one vehicle be and why? <laughs> I'm such you a know, nice guy. I, uh, I've heard some pretty crazy answers and some big-time money being spent. But I think it would go back to that late 80s, early 90s single-cab Toyota. Wow, you're you know, going to make it really cost- easy on me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you could probably even find one for free on Craigslist. <laughs> you're, you know, you're, yep. the, you're the cheapest date I've ever had. <laughs> well thanks yeah you're welcome <laughs> but other than that you know I, I joke around it and I tell my wife this is, you know my ideal car is just a single has just a single seat in it mm-hmm. and uh, people I tell joke around with people and you know I said I just want a car with one seat in it they say why I said because you get people in your car and they start doing weird stuff with their feet they bring trash in they get it all <laughs> dirty it's just a nightmare I just want a single seat <laughs> well see with, so, you know, with time like, your your style is going to rub off on everybody. And by the time you get to be as old as I am, what's going to happen is people don't even want to get in your car. Because when people go for a ride with me, they always go, oh, my gosh. You know, they know to lift their feet over the threshold. They know to not touch anything. They never bring food because, heaven forbid, they get kicked out if they had food in the car. So you just keep it up. And, you know, in a couple of years, 10, 20 years, you won't have to worry about that. That's funny. And you know what's what's happened? Ever since I started saying that I wanted the, the single-seated car, I've always had the car with the most seats. Even my <laughs> truck had six seats. Well, of you course. Know, like these. 
of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the way it goes. So see what you need is a McLaren F1 and take those two seats out on each side of you so you're just sitting in the middle of the car there. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that'd be a little better than my junky Toyota. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, just I appreciate you saving me some money today because some of the guests that are here on Cars, yeah, oh, my gosh, they, they have cars that are tens of millions of dollars. So I've, I've heard them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's always a fun question. Well, Jimbo, yeah. you've taken me on a great ride today, and I really enjoyed talking with you, a fellow detailer, a fellow perfectionist, a fellow entrepreneur. It's been great fun, and a fellow podcaster, which is even more fun. Yeah. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that really inexpensive vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> with maybe no roof. Maybe no roof. Windows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, my my advice would be just go for it. Whatever you're working on, whatever you're thinking about doing, just go for it. Just try it. And there's so many people that are just stuck in that limbo stage and in that analysis paralysis. Yes. And they're they're overthinking stuff. And it's, you know, just go for it. Whatever you're working on. If you're building a car, thinking about building a car, just go for it. If you're thinking about starting a business, go for it. Just do it. If you're thinking about pulling the trigger and buying that car, buy it. You know, just do it. Yep. Life <laughs> is short. It, Absolutely. And what's the best way for the Cars Yow listeners to learn more about your detailing business and your podcast? Well, they could go to jimbosdetailing.com or they can, and all the podcast links are linked up at jimbosdetailing.com as well, or they can go to Auto Detailing Podcast in iTunes or .com. All right. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything Jimbo has shared with us today at carsyow.com slash Jimbo Balin. And I would encourage you to listen to his podcast. It's great fun. You'll learn some things about taking care of your vehicle. I've enjoyed listening to his podcast before we met, so it's great. Jimbo, I want to thank you again for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners and encouraging them to just go for it. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Had fun. You're welcome.